Yo, what's up, baby? This is Burt Watson, and you're listening to Pro Sports Podcasters, baby. The best sports podcast on the internet. The only one I know. Your night, your fight, you need to get it right and listen to Pro Sports Podcasters all night long. Boom! We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. With your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world, covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. My name is Kubrick You know me as Kobe. And today you got just me, but what you've got are my top 10 fighters on the way up in the UFC. These are the 10 fighters for the rest of 2023 and 2024 that I think will be making moves and may even find themselves in title contention by the end of next year or before then. So sit tight, pay attention, and if you're a gambling man, This might be the kind of fighter you want to lay some money on in a future event or pick up one of their NFTs on the UFC Strike platform. Let's get into it. My five personal favorites begins with three-time NCAA Division I wrestling champion, Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel is relatively new to mixed martial arts. He's 5-0, but all five finishes have happened in the first round. He has yet to see the second round. He's got two wins in UFC, plus a couple of wins in Dana White's Contender Series, and a win in Jorge Masvidal's Icon promotion. So, he's been on big events, he's been on the biggest stage, and he's just steamrolled his opponents. But it's that wrestling pedigree that has me believing in him in the future. That's what's really got me thinking Bo Nickel will be a superstar in this sport. Next up on my list of personal favorites is Shavkat Rachmanov. Shavkat is 17-0, and 0, so obviously more experienced than the previous Bo Nickel I'd mentioned. But he's only had five fights in UFC, and granted, all five fights were finishes. He has not gotten the distance in a UFC contest. In fact, all of his wins, all 17 wins, are finishes. Not once has a Shavkat Rachmanov fight gone the distance. And unlike Bo Nickel as well, this isn't a specialist. Shavkat Rachmanov is good absolutely everywhere. He is a very feared contender in the UFC octagon. Let's just say that Kamara Usman has gone on record as saying he will not fight Shavkat Rachmanov unless it's for a title. And keep in mind, Usman is no longer the title holder. So, Who knows if they'll ever fight because he wants no part of Shavkat. Realistically, no one does. And his next opponent, Kelvin Gastelum, is only stepping up because he's got to earn some street cred after being knocked around by a few of the UFC veterans after going toe-to-toe with Israel Adesanya for a full five rounds and actually having him in trouble a couple of times. So Kelvin Gastelum is no joke, but I don't think he's a real test for Shavkat. You'll see in September when they fight, hopefully nothing happens and this fight goes on, but you'll see Shavkat put on another show against a true veteran. Will this go the distance? Maybe for the first time it will, but I'm betting it won't. 
He's that good. Next up is Alex Pereira. And Alex Pereira is best known for his fights with Israel Adesanya, both the kickboxing fights and, of course, the fights inside the octagon. And inside the octagon, they're one and one. And Izzy got the better of him last time. Although during that fight, it wasn't that long, but there were times where it looked like Izzy could have gotten knocked out. So if they fight again, who knows which way it's going to go. But they may never fight again because now he's fighting at light heavyweight. And I think he's actually a true light heavyweight. I think middleweight's a bit much for him to to get down to. So, and because Jamal Hill has vacated the title due to an Achilles tendon tear, which I know what that's like, it's possible that fight will be for the light heavyweight strap, which means we could have ourselves a two division champion in Alex Pereira. So right now is a great time to snatch up his moments for sure. If you're in a UFC strike, now is the time to strike. He is a true striker. Let's get this straight, right? He is a devastating striker, with unbelievable power, but he is so strong that even though he's not a true grappler, I think he can handle himself on the mats as well. So speaking of the ground game, it brings me to the next fighter on my list, and that's Hamzat Chemaev. Hamzat made an impression right away in the UFC with his brash, trash-talking, and his total confidence in what he can do inside the octagon. Now, I think that confidence was shaken a bit because he's ripped through everybody. Right now, he's 12-0, and 0, but there's 11 finishes and one decision. And that decision came against Gilbert Burns, who definitely had him in trouble in the second round of that particular contest. And I think that's humbled him a little bit and maybe forced him to refocus on what he can do outside of the grappling. Right, He got beaten striking in that particular contest. So I think Hamzat comes back with a vengeance. And an improved Hamzat Shemaev is dangerous for everyone. He shouldn't be fighting at welterweight. I think he's a true middleweight. And in fact, he missed his last weight when he fought Kevin Holland. So him at middleweight is a dangerous proposition for a division that's full of a lot of strikers and might not be able to handle what he brings into the octagon definitely get yourself some Hamzat Shemaev. Which brings me to one of my personal favorites right now, and some of you already know who this is going to be if you follow the channel, and that's Jack Della Maddalena. He's now 15-2. and two. He just had that wicked fight with Basil Havez. Came out the victor. It was a split decision, but honestly, it should have been. It should have been unanimous. He won rounds two and three relatively easily. But I expect him to even be more impressive in his next fight because what people aren't factoring in here is that Basically, both fighters took that fight on sh on short notice. Della Maddalena was supposed to fight the previous week. He cut weight, his fight got canceled, and within a week, had to cut weight again. That's brutal. If he didn't have to cut weight a second time, this fight happened last week, he would have slept Havez. He would have continued his run of finishes, which is four in the UFC, plus this now victory against Havez. Plus, he also had a victory in the Contender Series previous to that. But look for his next fight to be a special one. I'm all about Jack Della Maddalena. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. So let's move on to the five fighters that I think have great futures in the UFC, but aren't necessarily my favorites. And it begins with the future, Ian Gary. But he hasn't shown me enough yet to really say whether or not he's a title contender. Although his next fight, which is coming up soon, 
will say something as to whether or not this guy is legit. Ian Gary is strong and built for the division. That'll be the real test as to whether or not this guy is legit. I believe he is. I don't know if he'll get a finish, but don't be surprised if he gets a decision. Looking forward to it. Next up is a true veteran of the octagon. He's 23-3. and It's Bilal Muhammad. And Bilal Muhammad's on a nine-fight win streak in the octagon. His last loss came back in 2019 against Jeff Neal, of all people. And his most recent win came against Gilbert Dorino Burns. So there's another fighter we've mentioned already. But Bilal Muhammad deserves a title shot. And the funny thing is, is that he has had a fight against Leon Edwards, the current title holder. Only that ended with a no contest due to eye poke. So it's about time they got back in there and they settled this. And he's due. He's really due. He's going to get his shot soon. And don't be surprised if he's the one that walks out with the belt. I really like Bilal Muhammad. I like what he brings into the cage. And it's about time we saw him fight for a title. Next up, we've got a true mixed martial artist. This guy is good everywhere in the natural Kyle Baraglio. Now, Kyle Baraglio is 14-1. and His only loss came way back at the beginning of his career in 2015. Since then, he's just been dominant. He's 4-0 in the UFC, plus he's got a couple of additional wins in the Dana White's Contender Series. But what I like about Kyle is that he's somewhat unassuming, although he's built like a superhero, but he doesn't go into fights with a, a, a lot of hype, really, although that, I'm certain that's going to change relatively soon. The thing about him is that you never really know what he's going to do because he's so good everywhere, right? He can submit you, he can knock you out, he can just outpower you. His decisions have usually come down to his opponent hanging on at the end and trying not to get submitted, but just dominated the whole way through or finishing all bloodied up because he's just pounded them with some serious ground and pound. So I like Kyle Baraglio. I want to see him face tougher competition. And I'm sure that's happening soon. But until then, I still like him as a future prospect here. I'm just not 100% sure on him yet. So let's wait and see. Next up, El Matador. Ilya Teporia. And Ilya Teporia has just been dominant over his last few fights in the UFC. He's 14-0 and he's 6-0 in the UFC. This guy's undefeated and he just looks better and better. His last few wins, especially that last one against Josh Emmett, showed you how, how exceedingly skilled he can be and how impressively powerful he is when necessary. So he had opportunities to take Emmett out in that particular fight, but he had learned from the Jai Herbert fight where he had found himself get clocked a little bit when he overextended, and he was patient. He could have finished him. I really think he could have, but better to be safe, get the win, and look for that title shot because let's let's be honest, he deserves it, and it's what he wants. But I've already told you in previous videos I've shot that I think Alex Volkanovsky is going to move up to lightweight, and if so, maybe Taporia gets a shot for the vacant belt against somebody Maybe Max Holloway. Who knows? I'm just hoping he gets a title shot soon. Although I would like to see him face somebody in the top five once more before that happens, just because he's spoiling us with these performances. Ilya Teporia is the real deal. And the last fighter on my list is actually a personal favorite. It was difficult for me not to put him in my favorites list, but it's because he hasn't fought for over a year and he's dealing with injuries, and that's Yuri Prohashka. Yuri Brahashka is 29-3, and three, okay? His last loss came back in 2015. He's only had three fights in the UFC, but those three fights were against Volkan Ozdemir, Dominic Reyes, and Glover Teixeira. And of course, Glover Teixeira was for the light heavyweight belt, which he won. The only reason he's not the light heavyweight champion now is due to injury. 
but he's one of the most exciting fighters to watch. And although his style leaves a lot to be desired defensively, his offense is so effective that he finds ways to win. He's an exciting, exciting fighter in the cage. And I expect on his return, he may be even better. As long as he has a full recovery, which I believe, given the time frame, he will, he'll also have time to kind of work out some of the kinks in his game, some of the, the weak spots, hopefully, in his defense. And I expect to see an even better Yuri Prohoshka when he returns to reclaim his light heavyweight championship. Just looking forward to it. Definitely one of the UFC strike moments you're going to want to have in your collection. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience. Where no sport is left behind.